1: And welcome to Sports Info. You, um, hey, you got Darrell. What's going on, world? It's a whole lot going on in the world of sports. That bad, 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 bad man and a good-looking black dude, that Cam Newton, possibly this MVP of the NFL, is on his way to the biggest game on the biggest stage in America, the Super Bowl. Cam Newton has already won the biggest game in college football, winning a national championship for the Auburn Tigers. Now Cam Newton is on his way to winning and playing. Now I I can't throw the winning in there yet, but Cam Newton is on his way to playing in the Super Bowl. Hey, guys, let's just get it. Let's let's call it what it is. Um, The Arizona Cardinals just didn't appear to have what it took to uh, even be competitive with cam newton and um the carolina panthers And, and you know we we play for home field advantage that's why we play that's why we play the regular season for the home field advantage and it was obvious that home field meant a lot to um Cam Newton, and the uh, Carolina Panthers. But, hey, guys, we got Joe from Denver, Colorado, on the line, and, and we got to get, get on to this right away at the Peyton Manning and the Denver, Denver Broncos. Joe, what's going on? Hey, how you doing, Derek? Hey, I'm doing good. Yeah. doing good. Doing how, good. How, how's yeah. the weather out there in Denver, Colorado? I like the well, you that heard,
2: Well, earlier today, it was snowing coming home from work. Okay.
1: Yeah, but it's all, it's good. It's all good yeah yeah. You, yeah you got uh you got the chains on the on the tires oh no uh no i don't need all that now nah. oh no 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 snow. oh just a little snow all right yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, well you know joe uh yesterday man we saw um we saw we saw peyton manning that we have not really seen before um in, in, the, in the championship game, in the conference championship game. And uh, we saw Peyton Manning that didn't necessarily um, heave, the, heave the football down the field for 50-yard gaps at a time. This is a guy that threw the ball tw- 20, 30 yards at most. He had a lot of accuracy, Looked like he had a little zip on the ball, and looked like he managed this game. Didn't look like he went out there and the old Peyton Manning just kind of like had the had to do it all. He looked like he really, he managed the game yesterday, and that's not something that we see from a Peyton Manning team.
2: Yeah, well, uh, they're prepared for uh, New England. Uh, Peyton Manning, uh, you know, he had the rest, you know, due to his injury. And, you know, his body was like it was brand new. So he was able to, uh, you know, perform. But as far as getting the ball down the field, that's not Peyton anymore. So, you know, he, he did what he had to do. And I just kind of figured, me watching, I said that they will use Denver will use their tight ends, and I think they would get New England catch New England off guard a little bit, and I think it worked yesterday. So, but you know Peyton Manning is Peyton Manning. You know he's not the the old Peyton Manning, but you know he was good enough to get the win. He was good enough to get the touchdowns. But uh, you know I just think New England just they just like you said, I heard you earlier home field advantage made the difference in the game yesterday in the defense. Uh Kubiak them and they put they put a game plan together to disrupt Tom Brady, to throw him off his rhythm, to hold him back there just enough for Von Miller to disrupt him to make him throw the ball into the ground. And they came up with a great uh game plan against New England. And it just was I just I've never seen Tom Brady just Throw the ball away like he did yesterday because he was he was up under so much pressure at all times.
1: Yeah, he he was under a lot of pressure um, throughout this game, and um, you know, but I think we have to credit uh, uh, Phillips for doing oh, wait, an Phillips outstanding too. job. You know, I mean, Wade Wade Phillips has done an outstanding job with this defense, and and when you see the kind of rush that they were putting on Tom Brady, he didn't know whether whether they were rushing three or four, or five or six. You know, and sometimes um, Denver even brought eight guys at one point. You know, it, it's just hard to hard to imagine uh, how he could how he could be rattled. Because we see Tom Brady always he he's he's Mr. Cool all the time, he's always under control, but um Denver really got to him yesterday, and they exposed some things on that um New England team that we didn't really expect. I didn't expect that the Denver defensive line that dominate the way they did. I didn't expect yeah. to see Tom Brady get hit over twenty times in a game, it that's is. not expected, yeah, you got
2: to understand too. You know, uh, Patriots, even though I'm ready to get rid of the ball so fast, but they was able to cover their guys, do different type of stunts, and hold their receivers so they're figuring at 1.7 he can get the ball and we can cover our guys and stay on these guys for two seconds or more. We can disrupt. We can get to Tom Brady. We can force him to throw the ball quicker than what he wants to throw. And uh, like you say, Wade Phillips, they came up with an excellent game plan against Tom Brady. And I don't think Tom Brady was prepared for what was coming at him. Um, I think, but, you know, in New England, Belichick, you, you stay with what you, what got you there. Everybody talking about that one play where you should have kicked the field goal. That's Belichick. You know, we don't want to do Monday, Monday afternoon quarterbacking. That's Belichick. That's what got him there. Belichick go for fourth and one. That's, that's him. That's just the type of coach he is. So, you know, do I agree with what he did? No, I would have kicked the field goal. Six minutes left. You, you got a chance. But well, who would have said that New England would have went back down and scored a touchdown? But so these are things that we have back up there. But if you do want, what what works for you that gets you to that point, don't change anything. But never change a game plan, defensive game plan, to disrupt Tom Brady. And it worked yesterday. So, But, you know, I just think Denver right now, if if they can take it to Carolina, but I think it'll be a tall order because they're getting a total package quarterback who -hmm. has an arm, who's very patient, and who can play in the pocket. And if you bliss him too much or come at him too much, he can take the game over. If he want to take it over, he can totally take the game over. Uh, If you keep him in the pocket, uh, his receivers to never stop moving, never stop running. And I think uh, Newton can just, you know, totally take them with defense apart if he's patient enough. But if, if he have to, I think the guy will run the ball. So I think them have a tall order. But could Wade Phillips then come up with another game plan to disrupt Ken Newton? and be, I'm excited to see. You know, I don't know what's going on, but I think, uh, I think
1: it's
2: a tall order for them
1: with defense with that Newton because that uh he's unbelievable. He's a total package this year, Oh, he's definitely in the total package. And and you know, one of the things I think that may work in work in Denver's advantage is that, you know, it was just two years ago that Denver was in the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. And this is a team that that hey, they fired their coach, they, they revamped the defense. This is a totally different defense that we're seeing. Um they brought in some new players. Uh, hey, I, I really think that the Super Bowl can be overwhelming to some teams. And the Carolina Panthers, they might find this game to be overwhelming. I mean, it might just, the, the, the stars and the lights might be something that they just can't handle um, being in the Super Bowl for the first time. And with this team, now, you know, the Carolina Panthers were in the Super Bowl some years ago. But this is a brand new team. That's in the Super Bowl, and I, I really think that um, they may not be ready for this stage. However, this Coach Rivera, you know, he was in the Super Bowl with Mike Dicker and the Chicago um, Bears when they won the Super Bowl back in the 80s. So he's played in a Super Bowl. Uh, here he is now coaching his team in a Super Bowl. So he may have, a, he may have an edge uh, uh, from that aspect to, to show his team, uh, how to handle the stars and the lights um, um, that's going to be a part of this big stage, man.
2: Yeah, I just, uh, well, you got to understand one thing. I think Carolina can stand up to whichever going to be facing them in the Super Bowl. Because I think you got you got to relax. You got to relax total pocket Ken minutes, And he don't get rattled at all. He's relaxed. Uh, he sits in the pocket. He takes his time. He gives his receiver time to get open. They have a defense, you know, a number six-ranked defense. Can they rattle uh, Peyton? I, I guess I would think that they wouldn't, shouldn't blitz Peyton as much as they did, uh, um, you know, as they would. uh way you feeling? like? The two is blitz. But, I, I mean, you know, for Carolina, I don't think they should blitz Peyton as much. Because I think Peyton will use his tight ends a lot in this. Because I saw some coverages, I think, that Denver can use with their tight ends, but you got to be careful. But, you know, what are you going to get with Denver offense? Are you going to get a, a first-half offense from Denver, or are you going to get a second-half offense? And if you get a second-half offense from Denver to try to come back on Carolina, a lot of teams see what happened, And when you allow Carolina to jump on you right away and get up on you and put the pressure on you, then will Denver be able to come back? Will there be a second-half? Denver need to come out, first half, and play to the end. But I just think Carolina, I'm looking for Carolina to take this, but not as a big margin win. But I think the team who make the few mistakes. And I think Newton can stand up to the pressure of being in the Super Bowl and all the teams. And Denver uh, been there. But, you know, I just think Denver right now, even though they're the number one seed, but I just think right now, I'm looking
1: for Carolina, you know, to edge them out, but not as big as they did, especially throughout throughout the playoffs. But uh, Denver, well, Denver, looked good yesterday. Let me ask you a question. You know, um, we, we talk about tight ends, and we know um, um, Peyton Manning loved to throw to the tight end, and and you, we saw the guy Owen Daniels catch two tight end, two touchdowns yesterday. But mm-hmm. the Denver Broncos brought in a guy that came into the league. And we thought he was going to be uh, the next Rob Gronkowski. I mean, the next great tight end. And I'm talking about this kid, Vernon Davis, uh, who has just really, he, he he's become invisible. We thought it was San Francisco 49ers. Maybe he um, uh, burned some tracks there. But now we see him, he's playing with one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game, and a quarterback that loves to throw to the tight end, and he can't find his way open for nothing in the world. I don't know what's going on. Uh, what's happening with Vernon Davis in Denver?
2: Well, I think Vernon Davis here in Denver, I think, you know, he, he came in with without uh, Vernon Davis. I, I watched him. He, he can get open. But the thing about Vernon Davis that I see within him is that he, he when he tries to catch the ball, he's looking to see where his man at or see, I don't think he's afraid to get hit, but he's seeing where his next step. If he would take his time and look the ball in and catch the ball first and then make his move, you know, I think, but now since he's been rattled by dropped ball, now you got him focusing more. Now I need to focus on catching the ball. But with an opportunity that he had, he don't have that anymore. So you got tight ends behind him you got two or three tight ends behind him. If you if you misstep, then you can lose what you first had when you first came here to Denver. And I think he lost that. And I think it, uh, the coaches kind of lost a little bit of confidence in him. And I kind of like like he lost a little confidence in himself. But can he I, bounce back in the Super Bowl? Hey, he could. Maybe he could.
1: You know, I'm gonna tell you. You know, if, if he make two big plays in the Super Bowl, that that could define his career. As far as I'm concerned, because here's a guy that's that's almost been uh, he he's almost forgotten. I mean, and he came into the league with with aspirations of being something very very special, and and this could be the kind of game that could put his career back on the map, and and um, yep. I, I I hope that um he he does. I, I like the guy. I thought he's always been kind of humble. I thought he got a bad rap um in in San Francisco, but uh, I, I hope, like I said, um. A couple of big plays in the Super Bowl, three first downs, four receptions, this guy's career is back on track. And um, oh, all right, yeah. this is the kind but of he, game you that know, can do it. Yeah, yeah. Guys like that, you
2: know, he, he'd be a sleeping guy because nobody will pay attention or they're not going to throw to him. But he would, like you say, he would be a type of guy I would bring in and, 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 and give him another shot in the Super Bowl, like you say. One or two players and not bring him back to where, you know, where he left off. But, um, uh, you know, they have to give him the opportunity. He has to have the confidence in himself. When he do get in, my first, my first thing is to do is to catch the ball first, look like second. And uh, once he do that, I think he, he can regain where he left off, like you said. But I just think right now, Devil have a lot of tight ends and there's a lot of competition at that position. But I just think right now, Denver can use a tight end against Carolina a lot and uh, establish their running game. And I just think I don't want to see Denver chip away at four- and five-yard passes because I just think it's just it's just going to wear on Peyton Manning more. And I think that that will give Carolina more opportunities to touch him a lot more if he goes to a little But Peyton ain't going to be able to sit in the pocket with Carolina. It's just not going to happen. He's going to have to get rid of that ball as quick as he can, allow his tight ends to get behind the line, Michaels. But Carolina have great linebackers, but can their tight ends get behind the linebackers if they can? One on one. Hey, I think Peyton Manning have a great shot, you know, down the field for 20, 25, 20 yards. So you never know. But I'm just excited to see, and I just want to see Carolina stand up to the height. Because I think Carolina's ready. I think Ken Newton's ready. He's a relaxed nice quarterback. He's at age 25, and he's a total package. And he's very dangerous. And that's one thing then we're going to always have to take into account every snap that he can burn you with one pass. And he can change the momentum of a game within one, one pass. So he's very dangerous. So oh, without me, a doubt. He just, yeah, he, he's a very great quarterback at 25. So I'm looking forward to it. and I think, I think it's going to be a great Super Bowl. And I'm looking for the hype all throughout the next two weeks. And to see which team stand on top, and I'm thinking I'm looking to call for Carolina, um, and they give them a four point. I'm gonna go with seven. Carolina seven points.
1: So you think the point spread is gonna change? It's going up. Yeah,
2: I think it's going. I think it's gonna go up. But I think you know because you don't know what type of de- plan Denver defense will bring against Carolina. Because if they bring a plan against Carolina like they did Tom Brady. But you're dealing with a different type of quarterback. You're dealing with a total package because if Von Miller, where they, they rush up the field, and if you rush up the field and allow Ken Newton to step up in the pocket on you, and you try to mirror him with your linebacker, or get somebody to mirror him, that can be very dangerous. He can either run on you, or he can get someone right behind to drop right, right behind the tight end, I mean, the, the linebacker, and just drop the ball off. He can be very dangerous. Cause you know, you have to think a lot with Ken Newton, Tom yeah. Brady. You just have to think quick. I'm going to get the ball out within 1.7 seconds. Quick, Ken Newton. He makes you think.
1: That, Yankees, that's for sure. He, yeah, the so. guy's huge, man. I mean, he, he he's not only a, a a big time passer with a very accurate arm. This guy's six five. 250 pounds. And I've said it on this show a few times. He looks like Julius Peppers and runs like Eric Dickinson and got an arm like Robert, Roger Starback. Man, this guy has has a deep pass, a short pass. Uh, he can run. He does it all. Hey, but Joe, um, Damaris Thomas' mom got out of jail a couple of weeks ago and this dude is almost He's went to jail since she came out of jail. And I don't mean no disrespect to his mama coming out of jail. But to be the number one receiver on this team and to catch two passes and to be targeted seven times and only, re- only break down two passes and Peyton Manning is your quarterback, that's not the number one receiver and that's just not going to get it done. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info. U.M. on the Voice America Radio. We'll be right back with more Denver Broncos info with Joe In Denver, Colorado,
3: your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lassiter. We're celebrating the Second Amendment with our salute to Handy Hardware this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. And joining us will be Louis Tuminaro from The Gunfather to dish on collectible firearms. Director of American Marksman Brian Tatum will fill us in on his new competition shooting series. And guns and ammo editor Eric Poole will give the lowdown on suppressors. And it's presented by Outdoor Channel at outdoorchannel.com. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back to Sports Info U.M. And Joe, I was saying, man, Damaris Thomas is, you know, no disrespect to his mother. She got out of jail. Uh, She was pardoned by, um, by President Obama, as a matter of fact. And, um... And but since she got out of jail, or coming up to her coming out of jail, Demarius Thomas, his he he just has not been playing at a level that's going to be uh, a Super Bowl MVP or a Super Bowl um, top receiver. And 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 matter of fact, Emmanuel Sanders has taken over the role as as Peyton Manning's number one receiver to go to over um, uh, Demarius Thomas. Yeah, what's yeah. going on there? What you think is happening there?
2: Give us this. Uh... Well, like I said, you know, I, what I think is going on with DeMaris Thomas is that he, he, he's, a, he's a great receiver during regular season, but I think in, in the postseason's uh, playoff times, I think he plays with a little fear. And I think I saw, I, I was able to watch him the year that uh, when Seattle, when they played Seattle in the Super Bowl. I was able to watch him after they put a couple of hits on DeMaris Thomas. He was, he was fearful of catching that ball. It was like, hey, Peyton Manning, don't throw me the ball because these boys are here yeah, he hitting and they're more aggressive. But Sanders, he will go after the ball. He's more aggressive. He's not afraid. He would give his body up. But Demaris Thomas is more like, hey, don't throw the ball up high because if I got to jump, these guys are going to come down at me. So I just think it's a different player uh, for us when it's playoff time. And I think that Demaris Thomas played with a little fear. And then when when you got a quarterback like Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning gonna go to his number one receiver or those who want to catch the ball. But if I throw you the ball and I know you should have caught it, but you're looking down at or you drop the ball because a one step cornerback is closing in on you, you're more fearful of him taking a a good clean hit on you, then then you know you gotta take away from you gotta take it away from him, even though he's supposed to be the number one receiver. Uh he's been paid big bucks. Millions and millions of dollars, but yet and still, you know, you got to step it up in playoffs time. You got to let it all hang out. And I just think, to me personally, watching him play, is that he plays with a little fear when it comes to the playoffs, and he just well, needs to get over. But what well, Sanders and the difference of those two receivers.
1: You know, um, you know, Peyton Manning had had thirty-two attempts yesterday, and seven of them were in the direction of Damaris Thomas. And, uh, and and he was the second-leading attempts thrown to. And Damaris Thomas only caught two passes. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders had eight attempts thrown at him, and he caught five of those eight. Uh, you know, I, I, a quarterback can only only make so many efforts to throw the ball to a guy. And if he's not catching the ball and he's dropping the ball or he's not open, um, he has to throw it over his head to avoid throwing an interception. Uh, he he started to find other places to throw the ball, and you see what Peyton Manning find places to throw the ball. Yeah, threw the, the throw the ball yesterday. That was to his running backs. The kid uh, CJ Anderson, uh, he he made he threw three passes to him. He caught three passes. Um, you know the kid Ronnie Hellman, He only caught one pass, but you know he he makes Peyton is gonna spread the ball around. And if yeah. you're not, if you're not there, if you're not catching it. You're gonna you're gonna lose your opportunity to have a have a pass thrown in, in your direction, so I, yeah. I hope that's not ha- helping ha- happening with uh, Damaris Thomas and like we said about Vernon Davis. Hey, all it takes is a couple of big plays and a touchdown or one touchdown and and four four um four first downs in this game, and we'll forget about all those other games where he didn't play bad and all we'll remember is how well he played in the Super Bowl. Hey Joe, we gotta run because we got some people holding on, on, on hold right now, but anything else you want to give us uh, about what's happening in this Super Bowl and in your opinion before we let you go?
2: Okay, well I'm just I'm looking for an exciting game and uh, I'm looking for Carolina to bring it to them and uh, I'm excited uh, to, to, to be watching the Super Bowl coming up and it's And I'm just going to stick. I'm going to give seven seven points,
1: Carolina. I'm giving seven points, Carolina, with a W. I'm going to tell you, Joe. This is a long time for um, for Coach Phillips to prepare for for um, Carolina Panthers and Cam Newton. And I, I I think Cam Newton is probably one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in a long time. And I mean, he's probably the healthiest and most athletic quarterback we've probably ever seen. Um this is a yeah. guy I think could play a whole lot of positions in football cuz you see him at 6'5" playing free safety or tight end or wide receiver it, you know he could play a lot of positions he could even play offensive tackle I think if he if he if he was training to do that at one point but I just think this game is going to be closer than we think it's going to be because I think Peyton Manning is one of them guys that can keep a quarterback off the field as well as his defense can keep a quarterback off the field. And what I mean is he can almost run the clock, you know, but he 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 knows how to do that. And I think that may that may um that may come into effect at some point in this game Peyton Manning. We talk about him managing the game, but he's not only going to be managing this game. He's going to be managing the clock in this game. Hey, Joe, so Denver, Denver do not want to
2: play from behind because if Denver have to play from behind, it's
1: over. Yeah, I think it is over if Denver has to play from behind. I, I really yeah. do. But we saw what happened with the Seattle game when they were down on 31 nothing, and they ended yeah. up losing 31-24. Hey, Joe, thanks for calling, man, and don't be a stranger. Let's talk next week, and let's see what's going on in this world out there in Denver, Colorado. And be safe right. and be warm, and uh, we'll talk to you. All right. Take care, there. Hey, thanks, Joe. Hey, Matt, we got uh, we got Jerome on the line. Hey there. Hey, Jerome, what's going on? Nothing, buddy, how you doing? Hey, loving life, man. Loving every second of this life. I got Jerome calling us from St. Augustine, Florida, oldest city in America. What's going oh, yeah. on over there? Oh, yeah. Yep. Hey, Jerome, uh, I know you're you're, you're a big time football fan, but mm-hmm. uh, and you're you know you're a uh, avid sports fan. You know, you know, you're not like some of us. We we can become fanatical. You know. <laughs> hey, but Jerome, um, before we go into this football, I'm going to ask you a question. What do you think about the, the black thing with um, LeBron James and his coach being fired in Cleveland? In the middle of the season, when his team is number one in the Eastern Conference.
4: I think the the n b a players, especially some of the elite uh professional athletes and especially in basketball, have too much power uh because it seems like this is happening on a regular basis where the star player or the uh typical uh superstar uh get to pick a coach or don't like this coach or you know want a different coach uh the uh the coach that he had you know been in a league well coaching for twenty two years and uh, they treated him like a rookie coach, and like he was just coming in. Didn't like his style, didn't like uh, what he was doing. And um, I, I'm kind of old school, where you know players kind of uh, do what the coach say, and you know that's kind of like law. But uh, to the, these days, it's, it's not like that. When the franchise is spending a lot of money on certain players, you know they want that player to be happy and want that player to you know have the weapons around him to try to win a Super Bowl and. Unfortunately, LeBron James is one of those type of athletes that I think when he talks, the uh, franchise is going to listen, and they listen this time, and uh, thus he's gone, and Luke is in, and uh, LeBron seems to uh, like him quite a bit right now.
1: Well, uh, that's right now, you know what I'm saying? Right now. <laughs> and, and, and I hope it stays that way. Um, uh, Lou, Coach Lou, say he's not going to take any of LeBron's crap. So he gonna get in his face when he needs to. That's yet mm-hmm. to be seen. But I, I, I just really think that I, I really think it's something. It's something wrong with this when a guy has his team in first place and he loses his job. Now, All right let's look at it from another perspective where the ownership is looking at it like, hey, the team that won the championship last year put a shellacking on us um, on Christmas Day, at mm-hmm. the, and, and here it is. We look like we couldn't contend with them. So mm-hmm. what are we going to do? Uh, is, are we going to just go out and possibly settle for second place again, or are we going to do something drastic? And change the course of this, this ship and um, see we see what the outcome is going to be. Because we know at right. least we get is maybe second place. Mm-hmm. So
4: I, I look at it like year, that. They had a lot of players hurt. I think Love was hurt at one point. Uh, Kyrie Irvin was hurt at one point. Uh, so they had a lot of injuries last year, too. So, you know, they never did have a full complement team. I think maybe at the end they got a little healthy. But uh, up until that point, you know, they was kind of uh, band-aiding the lineups and was still winning, but you like you say, second place and I'm sure the fans was thinking, well, you know, Golden State, here we go again. They're gonna beat us again, so we got to do something else. And I guess that was the move to you know do something else.
1: Hey, I agree. And and hey and, and you can't fault them. Um we're gonna see what the outcome is gonna be. And yeah. but uh as uh, what I've seen a trend is um a lot of these former point guards Seems to be the way of the coaching wave in the NBA. When we look at um, the New York Knicks, their hire was a former point guard. We look at the Milwaukee Bucks, their hire um, is a is a is a, um, is a former point guard. And now we look mm-hmm. at Lou; he's a former point guard. And look at Steve Kerr, who is a former point guard out and out, out and. Um, Steve wasn't necessarily—he uh, was a shooting guard, but he was a guard in the NBA. Uh, right. So I see—I see a lot of these these um, guys that have have history of of calling the shots in the NBA, uh, going on to actually being pretty successful. Because when we look at when we look at the New York Knicks right now, um, uh, Fisher has this team playing better than they've played in the last three years, you uh, know, mm-hmm. and this is only his second year. As a coach um, with the Knicks, so I, I I see that as a trend, and uh, it might maybe maybe a successful trend as well. And and right. Jason Kidd, I think um, we saw he, he he took that team to the playoffs last year, so mm-hmm. and that's a team that had and prior to him being there had not done very much at all. So um, this might be a good move for uh, for Cleveland, and it's and it's yet to be seen. But Jerome, right. we're right in the middle. We're right at the end. I mean, the climax of this football season. And it's like, it's here, man. The Super mm-hmm. Bowl is two weeks away. Uh, I mean, black people around America just cheering like you wouldn't believe. You know what I mean? I could have, man, if my mom was living, she'd be like all over this dude, Cam Nuke, man. You know what I'm talking about? Talking about how great he is. And she's never seen anything like it. But anyway, uh, and, and, and honestly, we haven't seen anything like this. You know, this guy's 6'5", right, yeah. 250 pounds, runs like a, like a stallion. I mean, he's not afraid to hit anybody. Um, this guy is a, is a very special athlete, and I think we might be seeing the beginning of something real, real special to come.
4: I kind of agree with you, uh, and my grandson is probably one of the biggest Cam Newton fans. Every time I, uh, see him, he got something with Carolina on. He bought him a, a shirt this week saying straight out of Carolina and got him mm-hmm. some Carolina shoes. And he called me because I picked the, uh, Arizona Cardinals to beat, uh, the, uh, uh, Carolina Panthers. And he called me and said, I thought you said he was going to beat them. <laughs> but anyway, um, I still think, though, they got to get, uh, some weapons around him, because when you look at their team, they don't have a great runner. I mean, Stewart is pretty good, but when you talk about a, a, a 4 for runner, he's not. You look at their receiving court, who is the go-to receiver? I mean, they got uh, Gian, they got Funches, they got Phillip Brown, who cut up uh, yesterday. So they got some, some, some weapons that he can go to, but no elite receiver. Uh, Olsen is a heck of a tight end, but even him, he's an older tight end, so I just, you know, the defense is real good, but I just don't see the weapons that it take to be a franchise uh, Super Bowl team like a Pittsburgh Steelers or uh New England Patriots or something like that. So I still think even if they win it this year, they still got to get some weapons to continue to win the streak for Cam Newton going forward, though.
1: Well, you know, uh, Jerome, um, when we look at the New England Patriots, they came out with Julian Edelman, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy came from nowhere to be, to be an elite receiver in this league, you know. Yeah. And, and 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 we've seen that uh, a couple of good tight ends can really make a serious difference in this league. So just to think, if Cam Newton gets another good tight end on the other side of what he has, mm-hmm. that could make a big difference. So it's a lot of things could happen um, with, with Carolina with them just getting a couple little pieces that could go a long way. And Mm -hmm. uh, it it might not be a tight end. It might be a a receiver uh, might be um, um, some, some other weapon or offense to help, to help Cam Newton. And if he gets something like that, who knows um, what, what the sky, what the limit is going to be. And when we look at it, the best player he had sat out the entire season, he's going to be coming back next year for his third season, but he's only played one season. Right, so I think right. this kid Benjamin could could have, an, have, an, have an another outstanding year. His, his rookie year was great, and I think he could have an even a, a better uh, third year coming into the league, coming back.
4: He could, and that would be a weapon that they would really – I uh, look forward to having too. I'm sure because he's a tall receiver and he can go deep.
1: Exactly, and, and here's a kid that that you know they may not be necessarily counting on, but but they are counting on him because he's already on their roster. So mm-hmm. if if they can go out and get um get a little more help, even just one 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 tight end or another receiver, like I said, I think this could this could really put this team in a good position because. This kid Benjamin, he's not a, he, he's very young. Um, Greg Olson, he's not so young, but um, he, you know he's he has potential of um of playing for the Carolina Panthers for for quite uh, quite a few more years.
4: Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't
1: think the salary cap hurt them too bad. I don't think they got too many uh, big
4: money players that you know they got to worry about salary cap. So that means they can go free agency and pick up a few uh, weapons here and there too.
1: And, and, hey, this is, this is a team that, um, when we look at them, they haven't dealt too much into free agency. And, uh, and, and that might be a good thing mm-hmm. uh, but because we see some of the teams that do deal in the free agency, it ends up messing up the chemistry of their team. But uh, I think this team is, is, is happy to get rid of some of the characters they had on this team, especially uh, <laughs> this guy, Greg Hardy. Uh, yeah. I don't think this team would be where they're, uh, where they're at right now if Greg Hardy was still on this team.
4: Exactly, I don't think so either, Daryl. Uh,
1: I, I really don't, you know. And um, and when you when you look at these guys talk, I mean, um, Greg Olson, who's a very humble guy. Um, you, you know the guy that does the uh, HBO fights.
4: Mm, Jim Lantley.
1: Jim Lantley, that's him. I've been mm-hmm. trying to think his name for two days. I almost <laughs> looked it up on the internet. Man, Greg Olson sounds just like Jim Lantley, man. <laughs> <laughs> <They do. laughs> I'm oh, you gotta listen to this guy. The next just pay attention a little bit. This guy has a voice of a of, of millions of dollars, man. Jim mm. Lantley is, is, is a is a is a very distinguished voice. But yeah, yeah mm. Greg Olson sounds like that guy, um, Jerome. Oh, check okay. him out the <laughs> next time. Nick, him. Check him out. Yep. But hey, who who do you have as your as your Super Bowl pick? You going with Carolina or I
4: got to ride that weapon with Carolina. My grandson'll be mad if I don't and um like you said, I heard you talking uh, to the gentleman earlier about Peyton and his weapons. I mean, they had a lot of drops last week. He, uh, I'm sure confident-wise, you know, feeling kind of different. He can't throw the ball deep. The defense will keep him in it, and like you said, I think it's going to be a close game, but uh, Carolina is riding a wave that I don't see anybody stopping him.
1: Hey, I think you're right. Hey, guys, listen to Sports Info U.M. on the Voice of America Radio. We'll be back and we're going to talk a little bit more about this Carolina defense. We'll be right back after these messages.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You're tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: And hey, welcome back to Sports Info. UN. Hey, we got Jerome calling and talk to us from St. Augustine, Florida. And, um, you know, Jerome, when, when this guy um, um, Tillman went out, the cornerback, Charles Tillman, I really thought that this team was going to have a, have a letdown of some sort. But, I mean, really, man, the Carolina Panthers, it is, I don't think it's the the secondary as much as it is. Their front four put a lot of pressure on people. They move people yeah. up front. I mean, them two guys in the middle are moving people. I mean, they're closing the pocket down. And even when Carlson Palmer had
4: time, uh, he couldn't find an open receiver. And it seemed like the linebackers recovered so fast and got so much depth that he just couldn't find anybody to open. And Carson is not a runner, you know. He's going to try to sit in that pocket and uh, uh, receive, throw the ball. But uh, like you said, they front four was putting pressure on him, and um, it, they they look pretty good. I mean, I don't I don't see Denver, you know, being able to
1: stop them either. I really don't see Denver being able to stop them, and I, I really think that. When we start talking about pressure, if Peyton Manning is is getting the same kind of pressure that Carson Palmer got yesterday, I don't think he could, he's going to be able to deal with the punishment that Carson Palmer dealt with yesterday. He took some serious hits uh, yesterday, and and Peyton take those kind of licks, man. It might be over before it starts. But on the other hand, let's let's, let's don't get it twisted. This kid Oswald has shown us that he can win. So. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, that might be a blessing in disguise um, if Peyton takes too many licks in this game.
4: Right, they may need that mobility. Not that he's you knows so much mobile than Peyton, but they may need that mobility uh, in a game like that. So Osweiler uh, might be the, the, the secret weapon that Denver could um, because, there again, Denver defense is not shabby either. They were putting pressure on Brady yesterday, too. So, you know, you're looking at two defenses that's pretty good, and uh, it's going to boil down to somebody making a mistake and or an interception or a fumble or something like that. And it may be a special teams type game.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, we've seen Peyton Manning turn the ball over, but uh, we, we've, we really haven't seen him where he has, where they have, where his team has dealt with seven turnovers, you know, and I think, um, that's that was really the difference yesterday. But when you have seven turnovers, that means a defense is creating those turnovers, you know. And that and you gotta um, take your hat off to this um, Carolina Panthers defense because they created those turnovers, and um, and they played a big role in in the domination of that game too, though. Mm-hmm. Well, when we look at that that Denver Broncos um, New England game, this game came down to one play. At the end yeah. of the game, you yeah. know, and, and the Carolina game, it was never even close. It was, you know, and like the caller earlier, Joe said, you can't let this Carolina Panthers team get out in front of you early if you're the Denver Broncos because that means that Peyton Manning is going to have to air it out, air it out, air it out, and I just don't think that the Broncos could handle uh, him having to, having to win this game on, on the arm of Peyton Manning.
4: No, and you, if you watch the game, uh, uh, the week before last, when they got down to the goal line, what did they do? They gave the ball to either Hillman or CJ Anderson, uh, two, three times instead of trying to throw the ball with Peyton. And they just ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball. So, you know, they got to establish the running game to try to get Hillman or try to loosen up the defense for Peyton and play, uh, to do play action. And if they don't, then you know if you become one-dimensional trying to have Peyton Manning to win the ball game, like you say, and throwing the ball down the field, that's not going to work for Denver.
1: No, that 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 can't work for Denver. But um, like like I was saying earlier, if Peyton can control and manage the game, and what I really mean is that if Denver's offense can control and manage the game, running the ball uh, at a serious clip averaging maybe three, four yards a carry, if they can do something like that, this is a winnable game for the Broncos. But if they allow Cam Newton to stand back there in the pocket and use the accuracy that he has with his arm and use the the, the, the takeoff ability when teams are in man-to-man coverage and he just takes off running and guys are, are running downfield with receivers and linebackers just cannot keep up with him, they're going to have problems. But um, I, I, I really think if they can... Manage the game, keep the game in their control, and, and and I mean, like I was saying earlier, Peyton Manning can Peyton Manning can manage the clock as well as he can manage the game. And sometimes a good a good defense is a good offense. Not that Peyton, not that not that Denver doesn't have a good um, defense, but I think if Manning can take some big clips of time off the clock. And keep this guy Cam Newton off the field. Mm-hmm. I think it might make a difference. They might have a better chance. Yeah. Well, Daryl, do you think this is Peyton last game? You know, uh, I heard him tell Bill Belichick that this could be his last rodeo. Mm-hmm. Now he didn't say this is my last rodeo. And honestly, I don't think so. I think he'll. I think he'll. He'll do the same thing all, all of these guys do. From from OJ Simpson to Marcus Allen to to Peyton Manning, to Joe Montana. You know, you just can't turn down $5 million a year. It's hard to say, no, I won't play for $5 million a year. Or, in his case, probably be 12000000 million. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd be taking a pay cut, but where else is he going? Man, doctors and the, the, the best surgeons in the world don't make that kind of money. So I think it's hard for him to say no. And um, if... Um, some of these teams that desperately need quarterbacks, and and trust me, it could be, it could be the New York Jets. Um, mm-hmm. Brett, Brett Favre played for the New York Jets.
4: Yeah,
1: after he uh, played I, for the Vikings. It,
4: mm-hmm. So, with the gray hair, I don't head. know if, if anybody want to sign. What is he? Thirty nine, forty. A thirty nine, forty year old quarterback to that much money because I don't think he would be a a starter, he may, you know, start the early year, but I just don't see him finishing up the whole year with a team. And do you want to invest that as an owner or as a team? That's That'll be the question, because I think uh, the contract is up with Denver, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think the contract is up with Denver. Uh, but, like I said, you know, um, Brett Favre played to he was, what, um, 40 years old, 41 years old? Yeah. So I hey, mean, if Brett Favre can play too, till he's forty one years he went old. To Kansas City he played till about he was forty. Yeah, so I am saying if Brett Favre can play um until he was forty one years old, I think Peyton Manning can play um he can play another year, another two years. Mm-hmm. Does it? Does he want to, though, man? And I think that's that's the thing. I think Peyton dealt with so many injuries with with his neck. Now he's dealing mm. with a foot injury, and um, you know he has he has two young children, and a beautiful wife. Uh, you know, he could easily make plenty of money doing something else. Uh, Is really it really worth it? Yeah, you know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's a Papa John spokesman. He's a a nationwide insurance spokesman. He got mm-hmm. all kind of endorsement deals, you know. Um, does he really, really, really want to put himself through this and and take away from his family even more and more and more? Yeah, you know. So I'm not so and sure. It, and um, he can
4: probably be an analyst on a television show. You know, you know, he can go up in, on NBC or ESPN, and they hire him in a minute to be analyst or something like that, so he he can probably do that and get in a suit.
1: Of of course he can, you know, and and but does he but is that what drives these guys though, man? You know, you look at a guy like Steve DeBerg, you remember Steve DeBerg? hmm. How long did he play in the NFL? You know, uh Sonny Jurgensen, how long did he play in the NFL at quarterback? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, the list goes on, uh, Jerome. It's just, you know, I, I'll never forget. This guy told me one time um, Jim Burke was retired. He said, oh, um, Jim Burke can't retire. It was, me and him had the same chiropractic at the time. He said, mm-hmm. Jim Burke can't retire because he can't afford to retire. And I'm like, what you mean? He was like, you know, Jim Burke makes, like, millions, and, and it, it, he he really – he, he lives a life of millions, and sure enough, he left the Giants, and where did he go? He came right back and played for the San Francisco 49ers for about another five years. You know? So these, a lot of guys, not, not that Peyton Manning would ever be in a situation like that, you know, but, um, but a lot of guys can't stop making that kind of money. It's hard to say, I will not go to work next year and make $8 million or $7 million, you know. Right. Steve, Steve Smith talked about retiring, but when he got hurt, now he knows he's guaranteed another year. Hey, he said, I'm coming back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jerome, so who you got in the Super Bowl one more time before we get out of here? One more time is going to be Carolina winning the game 13-10. Wow. And I'm going to say, I think it's going to be Carolina, but I really think it's going to be a much higher score, much more exciting game. I'm going to say 31 um, uh, 24. Wow. Carolina. Okay. And it's going to be right. excitement, fireworks in this game. Ted Ginn probably going to run a punt return, uh, run a touchdown for, with a punt return. Uh, it's going to be big time action in this game, man. Well, that'll you know, be
4: a good, that'll be a great Super Bowl.
1: Yep. Yeah. Hey, Jerome, thanks for calling us, man. And don't be a stranger. Give us a call anytime. We're here every Monday night. All right. Thanks for listening, there. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Hey, guys, that was Jerome giving us a call from St. Augustine. He's getting ready for the Super Bowl. Jerome is a big-time uh, fisherman here in the state of Florida, so I know it's going to be a big-time fish fry at the Super Bowl. And, oh, man, and, uh, I can't wait. Big-time seafood. I love it. Hey, but guys, I really think Cam Newton is um gonna be the Super Bowl MVP. He's already predicted to be the NFL MVP this year. He's had an outstanding season. Um it's, uh, it's got Luke quickly Um is man, he's playing some super football. He's healthy right now. He's probably healthier than he's been in the last three years, and it shows. Uh but hey guys, let's don't let's don't underestimate uh Von Miller probably the fastest defensive end we've ever seen in this league. And wow, he is a, he is a difference maker on defense. And not only does this guy rush the quarterback, he gets out in the flat. He drops back in, in, um, and plays, um, Plays like a real defensive end. He's not only a rusher, he can drop in pass coverage as well. Uh Akid Talib came out this week and uh, came out today and said that Cam Newton is the best quarterback he's ever played against. Is he trying to get into Cam Newton's head? Is he trying to let him know that hey, um, you're bigger than you really are? I don't think Cam Newton is that kind of guy. This is a guy that's he's poised all the time. No moment is too big for him. And we're waiting to see how well you do on the biggest stage of your life, Cam. It's all this pressure is on you. Can you handle it? Hey, guys, thank you for listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back next week with more sports information.